Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 31 of the Weird Weird West, and this one is a twofer. We've got two chapters complete on this page. Chapter 15, entitled Back to the Crowsar Camp, and chapter 16, entitled Back to the Timeship. The reason these chapters are so short is because very little happens in them. They're not really chapters. They're just events. As we discussed in the contents, these are more like errands you have to run. There's really only one thing that can complicate matters, and that's in chapter 15. So let's real quick deal with chapter 16 first. As you'll recall, our heroes, the Secret Zoomers, learning from Einstein that he needs a power source to operate his doohickey to whatever, whatever plot stuff, they decided to go back to the timeship and get their generator, which they fixed up in that logic puzzle at the beginning of the adventure, which they no doubt thoroughly enjoy, these little fucking nerds, and they're going to bring their generator to Einstein. This is the fetch quest option for players who cannot get enough of time machine maintenance and operation content. And with that audience in mind, I don't know, you be the judge. Here's the box text, quote, Just over the next ridge, you spot your timeship. Just a little simple tinkering, and you'll be able to help Einstein figure out what's causing all this weirdness. However, it's not as simple as pulling out the power core or whatever and walking right back where you just were. I mean, that's all that's really going to happen structurally, but that would feel disappointing. So something has to happen here, and that something is math. Quote, Because Einstein's machine is made of Crozar parts, the timeship's generator must be adapted to the proper power coupling so that everything will work properly. In order to adapt the coupling, the heroes must perform some quick calculations. Ask one of the players present to multiply 34 by 16 without the use of scratch paper. If the player performs the calculation correctly, the heroes adapt the coupling in 5 minutes. If the player answers incorrectly, the calculations will take more time. In this case, read the problem again, and this time allow the player to use paper and pencil. If he or she answers correctly, it takes two hours to adapt the coupling. If he or she answers incorrectly, it takes four hours to adapt the coupling. It goes on to say that anyone here can make an amazing intensity reason feat to avoid having to do out-of-character multiplication, and if any of those feats succeed, then you just proceed as though they got the math problem on the first try. Allow me to point out that on the Secret Zoomers, a team of teenage Generation Z nerds, three out of the four are high-tech characters who get a bonus to the reason stat. None of them have an amazing reason so each of them has between a 2 and 10% likelihood of making this roll. Probably the players are going to have to do out-of-character math and try to mentally multiply 34 and 16. When I quoted that passage aloud, by the way, I omitted a parenthetical stating the answer because I thought some of you out there in the audience would want to do this. I, I know that nerds listen to this show. I mean, it was never my intention in starting a podcast about role-playing games that it would somehow attract all these fucking nerds, but it happened. I'm accepting it. If you are such a nerd... You've had your opportunity. The correct answer is 544. Anyway, if we assume that one of the players at the table got that right, then after five in-character minutes, the secret zoomers are off again. But we're not quite done with them for the day. You'll recall back in chapter 11, there was a little note at the end. There's an amazing intensity reason roll that all of the heroes can make, or rather that the judge can make for them, every time they arrive at a planned destination. This is the first planned destination that the secret zoomers have arrived at. They didn't expect to meet the gunslingers, they didn't expect the Hobart gang, and they had no knowledge of the location of Einstein's shack, but they knew where their timeship was, they found it on the map, 
They walk to it. In order to explore this little obscure corner of this adventure, we're going to assume that someone on the Zoomers made the Amazing Intensity Reason feat to realize that they got to the time ship sooner than they should have. The trip was definitely shorter than it should have been. The Zoomers are going to have to make a similar roll again in the future to get any benefit from this. We'll talk about that down the road. But for now, let's say Troopa, highest reason on the team. They figured this out. They learned this information, and we'll check in later to see what that does for them. Speaking of learning, let's return to four motherfuckers who never do. Ford's Furies returning to the Crowsar camp. When Einstein said that he needed a power source, Ironblood was able to deduce, thanks to his blood's high iron content, enhancing his intelligence, that there would be such a source at the Crowsar camp. So it's back to the Crowsar camp. Ford's Furies are running around, getting back in line for the same goddamn wood chipper that chewed them up the first time. Here's the box text. Quote, Once again, you find yourselves on a ridge overlooking the Crowsar encampment. Everything is much quieter than the last time you were here. It is likely that most of the Crowsar soldiers are out in the field in preparation for their coming assault. So you're back up on the ridge, but now it says there are only six Crowsar here. And the intensity of intuition rolls for the Crowsar to spot you is now amazing. Which is theoretically helpful, but mechanically makes no difference. Because, pause for the listener to pour a shot, the author does not understand the intensity rules. So even though the intensity has gone up even higher for the Crowsar to spot the heroes, they always were bad at this, they are still bad at this, the heroes still have to attempt to sneak to get to the research shack. Which makes me feel sad. I feel like, look, if a super team manages to get captured in this scene, like put under arrest by the only six lizard people who are here, if they can't sneak through a camp with only six virtually insensate rubber lizards in it, and then get punked out by those lizards... Let's just put this super team out of their fucking misery. Like, maybe let's just play the gunslingers, and then at some point in the adventure, the gunslingers find a (laughs) big yellow cape and a pile of ears on the ground. It's like, oh, the sad remains of our brave friends. Look at all this wolf hair. He must have been stressed the fuck out. No wonder. Sad ending for Cub Scout. But of course, that's not going to happen. The crows are not going to kill Ford's Furies if they capture them. Quote, if the heroes are detected, the crows are soldiers attempt to capture them. If the heroes are captured and the players have not yet played through chapters 7 and 8, you can now run them through these chapters if you like. Otherwise, the Crowsar will simply lock their captives up in one of the buildings that make up the compound. In this case, the heroes must either figure out some way to break out, all walls are of remarkable strength material, or wait for their comrades to notice that they are missing and come looking for them. If the heroes have split into two or more teams, the other team can come and rescue their comrades later. So at this point, Ford's Furies will not have split up. They have this short errand to do, before they go back to Einstein, then they're going to split up into two teams. This is just Ford's Furies. Now, I I don't think they're going to get caught. They might very well get noticed. I mean, if anybody could manage it in this scenario, it would be Ford's Furies just because of All Ears, who is normally very mobile. Uh, His little unicycle-type gadget, it can go upside down on ceilings, it can roll along walls, it's a pretty speedy little thing, so he's he's fast, he's maneuverable. It just doesn't happen to be specifically well-suited to jumping from branch to branch. That's kind of one thing that it can't do. And he is a big pile of ears. So if the crows are, are going to see anything, if their pathetic lizard eyeballs are going to notice anything, it's going to be a pile of ears on a unicycle at ground level just rolling toward what is supposed to be a secure location. But even if the crows are catch Ford's Furies, I don't think six crows are can take the team. But what if they did? What, what would happen then? A couple of interesting things. Number one, while... Ford's Furies have already been through Chapter 8, the Mind Probe. They've already been through Chapter 9, Induction into the Slave Army, which they can't really play again. Thank goodness, because if these players have their characters fitted with those fucking slave collars again, somebody's going to flip the table. This campaign is over. 
but they can't play those again. But they've never done Chapter 7. You'll remember that Ford's Furies were put under lizard arrest by those initial Crozar scientists and then walked directly to the mind probe and then just like took a series of ever more pathetic beatings. They never did the thing where they like talked to the Crozar leader and saw the hooded figures. So the option is here for the judge that when the Crozar arrest Ford's Furies, they take them to the leader's shack and we do scene seven. The hooded figures come in. This is going to be a fateful moment for Ford's Furies. This is going to be a true test of moral character and superhero ethics because... When Ford's Furies at this late stage play Chapter 7, they are going to be escorted by guards in to see the leader of the Crows are, just as the Secret Zoomers were, except for the Furies, there are only six lizard people in this whole camp. This is decision time. This is like fucking Genesis of the Crows are. Have I the right to just reach out and snap this lizard motherfucker's neck right now? There are like seven people here. This is not a Crozar army. This is not the military empire of rubber lizard monsters that we've fought before. This is not enough lizard people to field a lizard baseball team. If this military camp were a coffee shop at 8.30 a.m., there would be a line out the fucking door because they would be understaffed. This is so few lizard people. And for a super team that gets to Chapter 7 at this very late stage in the adventure, Ford's Furies already know the beta bomb exists. The Crozar are going to attempt to kill everyone. Success hinges upon getting Alexander the Great, Napoleon, and Genghis Khan to put aside their egos, not to mention their cultural differences, and agree to all help each other. That would give a 1% chance of saving 400,000 people. Or Scoop, who is the rightful master of Dirt World, could like put her hands behind her back and make a, a big rock and just bash the general's fucking skull in right now. One guy, 400,000 people saved. The Crows are defeated, leaderless. That's one fewer person who even knows where the fuck the beta bomb is. One fewer person who knows all the access codes and the secret plans. There's going to be a leadership struggle. It would be the easiest thing in the world to destroy the Crozar right now by killing this one dude. Okay, you didn't go for that? Well, six mysterious, hooded, clearly evil figures walk into the room. They don't notice that you're there. And they begin talking about their nefarious deeds. It's just you and six clearly evil figures with hoods tantalizingly draped over their faces, plus the leader of the entire Crozar army, plus a grand total of six hapless lizard people with virtually no perceptive prowess. How are you not going to dive for those hoods? Nuke this motherfucking room with one of your area attack powers. Charge the general. Run outside while one of you makes a diversion and like grab some of those neural stunners lying in a pile outside and just start opening fire on everybody. This is so late in the adventure for chapter seven to happen. It, it would be almost irresistible to just try to fight the whole camp at this point when it's at its weakest. As a judge, I'm not giving Ford's Furies that option, especially because all that can happen in Chapter 7, really, in addition to them seeing the hooded figures, is that they get thrown in the fucking brig because I can't send them to the mine probe. They've already been there. I can't send them to the slave army. They've already been there. They're just going to end up in the brig anyway. So I would just go ahead and have the Crozar guards, all six of them, throw Ford's Furies into the brig. Like, basically, there's a portable setup like at a high school, and one of the portables is designated the jail portable. So I'd throw them in there. So the lizards throw them in. So the crows are throw them in there and, you know, lock it from the outside. There's no other super team in the mix in this scenario to rescue Ford's Furies. So what happens now? Uh, well, number one, the book suggests that Ford's Furies may be rescued by the gunslingers who may come looking for them. This would be hilarious. First, the fucking hoplites and now this. The gunslingers guns, those six shooters, the crows are can barely feel those bullets on their thick fucking scales. And the crows are weapons. I mean, the glue gun, the neural stunner, the heavy duty neural stunner, the laser, the blaster, 
all of those are fully effective and extremely dangerous against the unarmored, human-scale, unprepared gunslingers. This should be a massacre. And so if Ford's Furies truly do suffer the indignity of being taken down yet again, this time by the six lizard people who weren't picked for any of the lizard teams that are preparing for war, the six worst lizard men, <laughs> to be rescued by a band of four super powerless cowboys whose guns can't penetrate the Crozar's skin. I don't know what you do, but that's not even the funniest or the dumbest thing on this page because there's another option. Because remember, it may be that Ford's Furies already made an arrangement with the gunslingers. Let's split up right away. Let's, you gunslingers, go ride down to the farthest camp, Genghis Khan's camp. You go negotiate with him. We're going to real quick hit the Crozar camp grab the power source, bring it back to Einstein, and then make our way to Alexander, and we'll meet in the middle at Napoleon, or whatever the plan is. If that's the scenario, you might even have played the gunslinger leg first, right? And so when we're playing Ford's Furies in this chapter, it may be we've already established that during this time, the gunslingers are way the hell on the other side of the map, schmoozing Genghis Khan. So they're not around. There are no other superheroes around. What happens then? Quote, you can stage a timely rescue by Einstein. Fuck me. The greatest indignity. <laughs> or is Einstein a secret badass? Are the are Ford's Furies chilling in the portable, playing their harmonicas, bemoaning being captured by lizard people yet again? And then all of a sudden, through the window of the portable, they hear, What's up, motherfuckers? It's Einstein! Pop, 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 pop! And he just fucking runs up and kicks in the door of the portable. Sweater torn off, muscles just bulging like groundskeeper Willie. Quickly, Furies, come with Einstein if you want to live. The rescue by Einstein is the dumbest thing in this page. It is like, we thought the hoplites were the end of the road. We thought that like, okay, you can be this incompetent and no more. But at the point where you look <laughs> to the rising sun on the horizon from your jail cell and see motherfucking Albert Einstein coming to kick the asses of your captors and spring you so you can continue your superheroism. Jesus Christ. Who knew? Who knew he had it in him? Only in this moment of greatest need did we find the hidden badass that lay inside Einstein all this time. Uh, but, but I think in the event, it is going to go undiscovered, the hidden badass within Einstein. Because Ford's Furies, as much of a beating as they've taken, they've had a chance to rest now, you know, that they could take a nap at Einstein's shack. They're going to be going back into this with their health back, knowing what to expect, up against six crows are. I think what's probably going to happen, less funny but more likely, is the Furies are going to show up, really work out some aggression on these six hapless crows are, take the neutron flux power generator, bring it back to Einstein, and then get on the road. So we leave the Furies on the way back to Einstein, and thereafter, on to one of the generals. The secret Zoomers, likewise, are going to go back to Einstein and out to one of the generals, in their case, Alexander, and we'll rejoin those teams when we get to those camps. Next time, though, we'll turn to the most distant general's camp and find out whether Mongols despise stealth as much as our author does on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret, patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>